anybody go on a punching spree for me before. Well, don't get used to it. Now there's rumors going around I'm on roids. Aren't you? <laughs> oh, irregardless. Not a word. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and it's been too long. And Lent is over, so I could say the F word, but I'm trying. I'm still trying to keep my promise to not say much of the F word. But it's great to be back with you guys. Oh my God, it's uh, it's been like three weeks and things have been so busy. So here, if you're listening to me in sound of my voice, you're listening one of three ways. You're listening one through my website, markscalia.com. And check out more of that site. My calendar's on there, videos, pictures, links to Facebook and Twitter and all that. That's the first way. The second way is if you want to be more participant, you can click the box you're listening to, and then that will send you right over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com, and you can be part of our live chat. We've got a bunch of people on tonight. They're so excited because I've been away, and now I'm back to talk to everybody, which is awesome. And the third way you can listen is if you don't have the chance to listen live, because that's how we broadcast. We broadcast live on Wednesdays. And if you can't listen live, you can listen to the Slightly Edited for Time podcast version of the show, which you can download from iTunes, and especially the link is still on my website. So check that out as well. So because we've had some time away, I want to bring you guys up to speed with the Happening Now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to them? That's them. When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. I was doing a lot of gigs over the past couple of weeks. I've had Wednesday night gigs, which I normally don't do. And and let me tell you what I've been up to, because I've been super busy. Last weekend was like a career weekend. Friday night, I hosted the Salem Arts Festival Fashion Show Fundraiser which was so good. The fashions were amazing. The models were gorgeous and handsome. We even little children running around with shoes and clothing. And, you know, there was food and drink and it was just so good. And they decorated the place beautiful and the sound was amazing. So I did that Friday night. Saturday night, I went away up to, and I got schooled on how to say it. I would say Berlin, New Hampshire, but it's not. It's Berlin, <laughs> So I was way up there, and they had an old church that was built in 1884, and about 20 years ago, it turned into a art center, which it's still a church because there's pews and there's a rectory, and I'm on the altar telling jokes to like 30 people in pews. 
So it was a, it was still me doing stand-up. And then, of course, the next day, Sunday being Easter, happy Easter, everybody, and happy Passover, I was the Easter Bunny, which this is my fourth year in a row as the Easter Bunny. So I brought my costume with me. I had to leave there at like five in the morning to go down to Natick to the Crown Plaza for a nine o'clock call for the Easter Bunny. And then I'm, in the, I'm the Easter Bunny for five hours from 10 o'clock to three o'clock Easter Bunny. And I got to say, because I've been doing that particular venue, I'm seeing some of the kids and some of the people and the guests. There was two stories I'm going to share with you. One is this girl. I think she had autism or something. And this little girl saw me and she just, she's like, bunny, like that. And I was like, and, and I can't talk in the, in the in the costume. But I walk over and I kneel down by the table and she kisses the bunny on the cheek. And it was like, oh my God, how sweet was that? And then I gave her a great big hug and it was great. And like these little kids just, throw love at you like it's nothing they just give it away it was just you know and i mean i don't need that type of stuff in my life i got plenty of love from a lot of different sources and i get self-esteem and stuff so i don't really need that but oh my god it was amazing it was just amazing and then there was this older guy probably mid-50s confined a wheelchair uh some type of like ms or some lou Gehrig's, i don't know but his parents are with him, and his parents are older. His parents were like 70 or 80, and they were taking care of him, and they bring him to this thing every year, and I walk up to him, and I shake his hand, and again, like he can't really speak, but so happy, just so happy. And I, I felt very lucky and very blessed to, one, do that job, two, get paid to do that job, and three, to get all that appreciation. So it was... You need it more than you think, Burley Man. Oh. <laughs> but it was nice. You know, th that type of thing was really nice. You know, then, of course, the kids and the babies and the children, and, you know, and the parents weren't ridiculous this year. Normally, they're throwing their kids at me, and these are infants, and I get these big mittens on, and I can't, I don't have a, <laughs> here, hold my infant. I'm like, I don't like to hold a camera without a strap. <laughs> so I did that for five hours. Then I drove an hour back home and had Easter dinner with Karen and her family, which was really nice. Monday, they're filming Daddy's Home 2, which is with Will Farrell and Mark Wahlberg. John Lithgow is playing Will Farrell's father. And I got an email like a week ago asking if I could be a specific, if they call it featured background, which is still background, featured background as a mailman. So I show up at 6.30 in the morning, get fitted, get my costume, on set, six hours, nothing, take lunch, come back, four hours, nothing. So then they go, okay, we're going to shoot the scene. So the director comes over, shakes my hand. Hi, I'm Sean. What's your name? Mark. Hi, Mark. I'm Sean, the director. Uh, we are, we're going to be shooting the scene. John Lithgow's character is going to come over. He's an old postal worker. He's going to try to help you with this heavy, heavy package. And just let him kind of lead the scene out. And I was like, fine, I can do that. So I turn around. I'm picking up the box because the box is really light. So I have to make it look heavy. Next thing I know, John Lithgow puts his hand out and says, hi, hi, John Lithgow. What's your name? Mark. I go, it's nice to meet you. He goes, nice to meet you too. He goes, and this was the line that was just so funny. He goes, so 
we're kind of doing a scene together, <laughs> which I thought was the balls. I don't know what we're doing exactly, but I kind of know. And I like to know what I'm doing so they don't act like a dummy on set. So he comes running over. He goes, action. Oh, let me help you. Oh, hello. Yes. Hello. Let me help you with this package. <laughs> now he's like lifting the package. And then we walk it up a driveway into a garage. And then he runs out and then thanks me and blah, blah, blah. Now, I didn't get any other direction, which I'm figuring what I'm doing is fine. And I'm just adapting to what John Lithgow was doing. And we do it again. And it gets better. Like, now I'm acting with John Lithgow, which was the coolest thing ever. And then we did a pickup. And then he goes, really nice job. Really nice. And I go, thank you. Thank you. And then he walks away and he finishes the rest of the scene. And then afterwards, he comes up to me and he goes, he goes, he goes, uh, you did a really good job. And he shakes my hand. I go, thank you. I said, by the way, I said, not to, you know, I said, I actually have your book. I said, it's, it's, I go, it's fascinating. I go, it was really wonderful. And he goes, thank you, which was nice. Did you tell him there's something on the wing of the plane? <laughs> I told him there's a gremlin on the plane. <laughs> Chris, it's a plane, so don't start. We've had two weeks off. Don't mention it's a snake. This is not a snake in the wing. It's a gremlin on the wing. Anyway. So the, here's the best part. There's like nine background actors. It's a really small set, and most of them like jogging, uniform, blah, blah, blah. So they're all stuck in the garage while we're doing the scene, and they see him shake my hand and thank me, and I talk with him. And then I come walking, and I get this big shit-eating grin on my face. I said, I didn't get a line, but that was really cool. And like all these actors are looking at me like they're staring at the sun, which was awesome. And I felt respected and, you know, and after the week and so it was, it was great. And then uh, I was walking to back to the van so they could transport back and like these kids want to take pictures with me and call me, Hey man, man, can we take a picture? I'm like, eh, I go, I'm nobody. They go, yeah, 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 you are. And then, you know, so that was, that was a lot of fun. And then of course, Tuesday, I was a simulated patient. <laughs> That's my life as a comic actor. So that's why I haven't been on, but that's my whole weekend. So what I did is I started PT today and with a new uh, new therapist. Was going well so far, going well. Also, a lot of stuff happening today. Aaron Hernandez, uh, what? On the day the Patriots are going to the White House, Aaron Hernandez hangs himself. It's so weird, man. And what's his name? Got fired from Fox apparently today, and I can't even think of his name. Everybody's getting fired. And I was, you know, and there was nothing on, so I watched The View. What a mistake. What a mistake watching The View. Now, here's the thing. We have a lot of female listeners, and I am very pro-women, just like I'm pro-people. But I got to tell you, these five women on The View, it's just a nightmare. The stuff that they can say and get away with it, I know it's slander. I know it's all opinion-based. But, you know, and I'll, maybe I'll ask to some of my female listeners because my guest tonight is female as well. So maybe I'll ask her. I don't understand why it's got to be this, oh, I'm pro-female, I'm pro-female, I'm pro-female. And I'm not individuals, but certainly in a general sense, it's very anti-men. And I'm like, when did feminists become so anti-men? I don't get it. I just, you know. Oh, the other thing I want to talk about, how society's crumbling and I'm having fights with people because I can't I can't stop having fights. The and I hate to bring it up because it's so morbid, but the guy, the Facebook guy who did the Facebook live and, and shot that poor guy, the he was like, I don't know, seventy eight year old, just and then killed himself. I'm like, how 
what is happening that people think they're so important they can just do that and then take their own lives? I don't I don't get it anymore. Nobody's that important. Nobody. N O body. We're all just humans. We're all bags of flesh. Can't we just relax? But let's do this. Let's play a real quick game with you guys that we haven't played, so it's my pleasure to play a game with you guys. How about we play I Remember That Show? Yes, I remember that show. <laughs> so this is where I get to do a little bit of retro with you guys. I'm going to play you a theme from a TV show, and you have to guess it, and there's a lot of you guys, so let's fight it out. Here we go. Here's the first one. Come on, baby. Kim Santa with Night Court. <laughs> Dynamite! She's killing it. She's got like the T1 connection. <laughs> My internet sucks. <laughs> How about this one? Real quick. Kim, you better get this. Ah, she scores it again. That is Star Trek The Next Generation. Looking good. Correct. Here we go. How about this one? Last one. Not a lot of classic flutes. <laughs> Kim is answering before I can even hear the sound. <laughs> Love it. Kim got it. Oh, wait a minute. My brother got this one first. Yes, that was taxi. Kim got two. Chris got one. So there you go. <laughs> So, Kim, on that last one. Missed it by that much. There you go. <laughs> All right. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we are going to meet an extremely talented actress in the Boston area. And I got to, you know, I say actress, actor. I don't know. I'm going to get that confirmation. But Jacqueline London will be joining us when we come back. You're listening to Radio Regardless. <laughs> The Arabic Weather Report is brought to you by V8. Make sure you pick up enough V8 for Ramadan. You don't want to say, oh, I could have jihad a V8. I hope you are all enjoying this Arab spring. Temperatures will remain cool tonight and there will be no ISIS on the road <laughs> because it's too warm. But really, be careful. It's pretty dangerous out there. Tomorrow is Throwback Thursday where we all wish we were back in Palestine. This has been the Arabic Weather Report. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. You know what today is? It's hump day! Woohoo! How happy are people listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia? Happier than a person with a hump on their back. Listen live every Wednesday 
to Radio Regardless with Mark Scalia. Hump day! And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me via the phone, the very talented Jacqueline London, everyone. Hi. Everyone. Oh, everybody say hi. See that the crowd hi. is this thunderous applause for you that can be easily turned down. See? Yeah, and it's it's cued. It's, it's also cued, it's, so yes. you can't fool me. My brother says mm-hmm. hello. Hello. What's Just, your brother's name? Uh Chris. 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 Hello, Chris. Just say thespian. You can't say thespian. Thespian? <laughs> yes, because I introduced you as actress. Do you prefer actor or actress? Because that's a that's kind of a thing. um. I mean, I am a woman, so you can call me an actress. It's just you know, who cares? Actor, actress. Um, is there a correct term for it? I, I really don't know. Well, there, as long as I'm called it, like the, an actor, I don't care. <laughs> well, they kind of was. Isn't an actor gender neutral? <laughs> actor is gender neutral. That's what, well. That's what I always figured. Um, but I mean, they've been using the term actress for like you know, ever since like the silent film days. So, I mean, I, I really don't mind. I don't, yeah. I don't mind what you call me. Well, I like being called either one, you know? So, because you can't, you can't say comedian, like comedian is actually sexist, which I don't understand, but I'm not a woman, so I don't care. So everybody's really? a comic. It's comedic. It's considered sexist. It is. Yeah. Because if there's a woman on the show and they go, Hey guys, Coming to the stage, a woman like it's <laughs> like oh, is this, this is a novelty act? You know, it's like conjoined. It, yeah, it's I don't know the the whole PC thing. I don't know, whatever. I, I don't, I don't know. But I put you in the chat. So this is Jacqueline London, and you can visit her. You can free stalk her on Twitter. She's at Jack J A C underscore L E A L E. Sorry, L E N E L E N E, and she's on Facebook at Jacqueline, same way, and she's also on Instagram, which is at Scarlet S K A R L E T T underscore eighty four sixty two, and she's even on I M the she's even on the I M D B if you know that, look, which means I'm a douchebag. No, it's that's how I describe it. It's I am. It's the Internet Movie Database page. She's under Jacqueline London, and I even put in your YouTube video where you're doing the folklorist Ichabod ah, Paddock. Yeah, when I play the jealous wife. Yes, and I saw that. It's yeah. about because your husband has sex with a mermaid. Yeah, it's really odd. And that story. <laughs> Apparently, flew. that's <laughs> well. There was there was an actual guy named Ichabod Paddock. Um, I mean, obviously, he didn't, you know, there wasn't a mermaid that he banged and, you know, that they <laughs> and even get swallowed. I mean, I guess apparently he got swallowed up by a whale and they found his clothes in it or something. I don't know. It's super but, hot um, when a chick says bang. It just, <laughs> it just it is. is? It, to me, really? it is. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying not to swear because I know you gave that up for Lent. So I'm not no, trying to, like, you I know. gave up. Well, I gave up the F word for Lent. I don't say the F word. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because I know, you know, I don't want to, like, kind of get you back and stop having it. I'm trying no. to be good. I have, I have a potty mouth. I really do. <laughs> I'm a typical Bostonian gal over here. I, my Boston accent is very thick. I'm trying to do general American. Really? Even, you know, even as an actor, you haven't lost the... Uh... 
You haven't lost. Oh no 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 no! I, I especially when I'm angry, it comes out because like. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm I mainly I'm from my family's from the North End, um, which is Little Italy around here, and they have a certain dialect too. I think um, I, compared to other regions around here. You know, I've known you. I've um, known you for a little while now, and I've never heard you drop your R's as much as I hear it now. It's so <laughs> funny. She's like, I'm from the North End. Yeah. North- it's, yeah, it's because Beautiful. maybe because I'm getting more comfortable around you or something, and, and yeah. when I'm in per- yeah. performance mode, even when I'm back, you know, back and just trying to like relax and stuff like that, I try to <laughs> keep my general American up. Yeah. Um, because I mean, when I was when I was in college, and we all had to do general American, even like the you know people from the UK and everything like that. That my teacher told me, he's like, you're gonna have the same problem that you know the Brits and the Australians in our school do when it comes to trying to get your accent and, and do, you know, get it out and yeah. try to do general American. So I'm like, really? Oh, that's nice to hear. Um, but I had really good vocal teachers and, um, I can, I can, you know, I can drop it and I can get it back. You can be, you can be normal. I can my, be, yeah, I can be normal and not, you know, my, uh, speak like a normal human being. <laughs> my brother has a question. He goes, is sleeping with a mermaid adultery or bestiality? <laughs> um, well, the bottom is a fish. The bottom half is a fish, so yeah. I would consider it bestiality. So technically, if you have sex with her, if you have intercourse, it's bestiality. Yeah, but, but if I you just go how. oral, it's it's adultery. <laughs> If, yes, if you go or I think, but I'm not sure what my my husband and and that show did. I'm not. It, it isn't specified if he had actual intercourse or not. So well, it didn't did. matter to me, though. No, that was a cover story. That was a t- the wicked tuna. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, but no, he that's his cover story. Like that that flew that flew like 150 years ago. You go, oh. Oh, darling, I don't know what happened. I was just there, and and uh, there was there was a witch, and she bewitched me, and and we had sex, and it was she mm-hmm. must have bewitched me. Who was it? She turned her into a wolf afterwards. Well, <laughs> she might have been a dog when you were doing her. That's the whole thing. And that shit flew. You could just yep. tell your wife that you just a witch. Somebody bewitched you, and you, mm-hmm. you had sex with somebody else, and you went, oh, it must have been a mermaid. Oh my goodness, he would never lie to me. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's I mean. That's basically she. She set out to like you know kill the mermaid and everything like that. She should have killed her husband. You think? That's, that's how I figure. Yeah, that's how I figure. Oh but apparently, God. the whole thing was imagined. It was in his mind in the show. Yeah, it was. Apparently, it was just all you know. But it doesn't matter. He was still thinking of it. So. In the end. Yeah. <laughs> in the end. So. So before we got yeah, off too much in a tangent, let's let's talk about you a little bit. So, how long have you been acting? Um, I first. I had my first lesson when I was 13. Um, I always wanted to be an actress. I, but I just thought it was just memorizing lines. That's it. And then when I actually, you know, my mother was like, well, if you really want to be an actress, you have to take lessons. And I was so shy and I had such bad anxiety when I was a kid. And I was, I was just like petrified. I, you know, I had to have private lessons. So, um, my mother set me up with a friend of hers who actually did acting on the side and he kind of gave me my first lesson and it was, um, he gave me the monologue of Juliet's, um, suicide scene and he actually gave me, you know, he gave me my first lesson. He goes, 
you know, Juliet is actually supposed to be around your age in this. And I said, really? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, how would you feel if you were, you know, about to kill yourself? And I'm like, I'd feel really scared and sad. And he's like, well, you have to read it like that. And I was like, ah. So it was kind of like an aha moment. Yeah. Like, it's not just reading lines and memorizing them. It's, you know, and then as I started to, you know, fall into more lessons and everything like that, I realized it was a craft and it's an actual art and I respected it and I just fell in love with it. And I didn't want to just be a movie star. I wanted to be a legit actress after that. Um, And then I auditioned for Boston Arts Academy High School and I got in and I was a theater major and the rest is history. (laughs) (laughs) And and although... Although you and I have known each other through various productions we've been involved in, you and I have mm-hmm. never acted together. Actually, yeah, and we've we've been in the same scenes, but we've never actually interacted. Right, we've never acted together because I've I've, yeah. I've played Scrooge, you've played Mrs. Cratchit, Mrs. Cratchit. Mm-hmm. and and Mrs. Dilber, and Mrs. Dilber, and then we've been in the Halloween show. It's right up here in Salem, mm-hmm. and you've been in the show. Either I wasn't on, or you weren't on, or. So we always yeah miss each you other. you mean you mainly do the trolley tours, um, <laughs> usually right? Don't you do the trolley tours when I, while I'm doing that? Yes. Th- well, last year yeah. I started doing them because normally I was uh, I was on the stage with uh, with you guys and everybody else, and and now that uh, there's a new show where it's the the haunted mansion where you walk mm-hmm. through the mansion show and and. Eric's trying to get me to do that as well, and I'm like... I'm Every like, once in a while, you just have to be you, and, you know, not a tour guide or a ghost or whatever the hell. <laughs> you have to be you. That's right. So I was looking at so. your resume, and I'm going to tell this to everybody. Like, I was looking at your resume. Now, first of all, it says education, because you went to the American Academy of Dramatic Art in New York. Mm-hmm. How long... How, that was just... You did a year there? Yeah, um, it's a two-year school, and uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to graduate because there was a lot of money (laughs) that they wanted. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) so I only I only got to stay for um, like nine months, I think. Sometimes Um, that's all you need, you know. Yeah, well, actually, all my friends that I I talked to who stayed for the second year and graduated, they told me that um, you know I didn't really. I wasn't really missing anything, but I don't know if they were saying that just to like make me feel better or what. <laughs> um, but they did get, they learned, you know, about like how to do fencing and stuff like that. And I would have loved to have learned all that, um, you know, do like action scenes and stuff. Shit, I, I'd love to just start. Yeah, I'd, I really, yeah. I, well, I want to learn basically everything that I can, but I would like to really try to do more physical stuff like stage combat and stuff like that. I mean, really fencing, who really uses that anymore? I mean, like, you know, Errol Flynn, they don't make like Errol Flynn movies like that anymore and everything. But it's just, it was mainly for Shakespeare productions, I think. Yeah. Well, um, you've done you've done Shakespeare as well, and you do a lot of dance as well, correct? I haven't danced in a really long time, actually. Um, the, the last time I took regular lessons was actually doing burlesque. Um, and that was right out of high school. Well, hold on, so, hold on a second, hold on. I gotta stop you. You did burlesque at a high school? No, no, no. Right out of high school <laughs> after I graduated high school. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm like, that's a cool high school. I'll tell you that. No, 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 no. I mean, it was a very liberal high school where you, you know, it was performing arts and stuff like that. But uh, it wasn't. It wasn't that liberal. Um, <laughs> it wasn't that liberal. <laughs> um, <laughs> it wasn't. You know. 
Um, no, it was like right after I graduated, um, I, I took a few burlesque lessons. Um, but I haven't really danced since I was like 13 because um, I have trouble learning steps. I also was in a car accident when I was a kid too, so it kind of like limited what I could do. But it was mainly because like I just had anxiety with, with dancing and I couldn't like, it took longer for me to learn steps than everyone else and I felt like I was holding everyone back. So I'm like, uh, I think I'm going to, you know, quit. And then... We had to do theater dance. That was one of our requirements at American Academy. And it was like, I felt like I was 13 again. I'm like, oh, God, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm holding everyone back again. And it was just, yeah, I, I just, I, I can't learn. And I like to lead, too. You know how the men are always supposed to lead. And yeah. I, like, I like to lead when I dance. And I just think <laughs> it's something I can't shake. So, but, and I love to dance. Besides acting, it's, it's my other passion. I love it. Well, you have something else in your resume I wanted to ask you about because I, I went through the resume and I'm like, I know a lot of the, you know, a lot of the stuff is Gallows Hill, Griffin Theater, and stuff like that, Theater to Go, and Melrose. But you have something which really struck my attention. It said mm-hmm. master classes with, is that Gallagher? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, he, hold on he a second. Hold on. The school. watermelon Gallagher? Yes. Yes. The watermelon <laughs> Gallagher. He what kind of classes was he school. teaching? He, I don't know. Like, I don't know how they got him. I, my teacher would get the most obscure people sometimes to just come in and, and help us with, <laughs> with certain things. But I remember, I don't remember too much of it, but I remember, um, I think I was like a freshman when this happened. He came in and he, I remember he stood on the table and <laughs> like someone laughed out of embarrassment because he just was, he just got on the table and just stood there. And someone tittered, like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, who did that? Who laughed? And, like, my friend, it was actually my friend, Sade, and she <laughs> she lifted up her hand, and she's like, it was me. He's like, why did you laugh? And she's like, because it was just funny the way you got up there. He's like, yeah, see? And then he got into this whole lesson about why that was funny and why people laugh. And, mm. I mean, it couldn't have been too memorable because I don't really remember it. <laughs> But he didn't smash any watermelons or anything no, like that. No, my brother, my brother, he wasn't teaching a horticultural class. <laughs> but then it says Whoopi Goldberg, and then mm-hmm. cast members from Medea and West Studi and Danny Glover and Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. We actually, it was more of um, them just talking and kind of like doing it inside the actor's studio thing, as opposed to um, and us like asking questions more right. of a Q and A, that as opposed to actually interacting and um you know teaching us stuff Wes Studi actually um kind of interacted a little bit more with us and mm. he taught us like he gave us a few exercises to do and stuff um but he mainly talked about with him it was mainly about uh how it was he overcame becoming like you know a Native American um is that is that politically correct I hope so yeah no, <laughs> I don't want to piss anyone yeah. off yeah, no, uh-huh. not on this show. Um, yeah. <laughs> not on this show. Um, you know, um, about how, you know, it was difficult because of his heritage and stuff like that, he, how it was hard for him to find roles without being stereotyped and stuff like that. Um, so, but, he, like, he was just really nice and he was really funny. But it wasn't, it's, unfortunately, it wasn't really, you know, you couldn't really interact much, especially with the, the class that we had because it was just so, so many of us. Yeah. Um, but it was mainly about their experiences and, um, it's a junket. you know, kind of plopping off. called a junket. They just, when you show up and you talk about yourself, yeah. it's a junket. Yeah. 
Terrible. Pretty much. But Wes Studi, yeah, he was, I remember he kind of interacted with us more. Good. And, and everything. Yeah, he was cool. It's Whoopi no, Goldberg, please, you couldn't even get near her because everyone just like, after the Q&A, they just bombarded her. <laughs> you know, I miss, I miss, I miss Whoopi, Whoopi. See, the thing about Whoopi, she never really did, and, and I hate to say it like this, she never did stand-up as a stand-up kind of thing. She did characters, and she almost did like one, you know, like one-person shows because she was that type of, it was like a Robin Williams, that's why they got along, where they didn't do mm-hmm. jokes as a stand-up, like Carlin. And even though her origins are from stand-up, it's really not the same. She was doing character stuff and more acting. I didn't work. know that she did stand-up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, you know, years and years and years ago. When she was first starting out? Yeah. When she had, when Whoopi had short hair and she was thin. So, mm. and I don't care. I'm going to say that because it's not like she's listening to this show. <laughs> if she does listen to this show, she, just get back on The View and just... Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I can't. I, I can't listen. I can't. I can't watch do it. Yeah. I, I just, just can't. can't do it. I mean, why does it? I don't. But you don't you see. You seem very neutral. Like you're not anti men, but you're not. You're not like <laughs> women power. Women power, which scares well, me. It scares uh, I wouldn't me. say I'm not anti men. Believe me, I've had I've I've had my issues <laughs> with men, and I still do. Really. Um, but at the same time, it's like I don't go overboard with the feminism, which is kind of weird because I have this uh, professor at. At college at American Academy who called me the feminist and I don't understand why I think it was just because I had an attitude or something but like the <laughs> feminist and I'm like I'm not I'm not I'm really not you know I don't I'm not burning bras and stuff. yeah well no it's I'm, like if an aggressive woman is aggressive yeah she's deemed it, it, she's a bitch a and I'm yeah. like but that's not true because I know a lot of guys who are aggressive and they're assholes and I know a lot of aggressive women that are assholes but you can't say that an aggressive woman is an is a is an asshole because you're like oh you're you're afraid of her power. It's like first of all, yeah. nobody's got power because I'll take I can take a knife and eliminate that power source. <laughs> it's not like if yep. I take a knife and stick it in the outlet, the outlet's gonna kill me. I'm just gonna kill somebody else. It's it's not like that. It's just no. Nope. It's yeah. I just I never understand. And he was kind of anti women too. Like yeah, you know, so gay you, professor you know who always people. hit on all the male students. And I don't know. I just don't think he didn't really. <laughs> he, he didn't Kim, really like me. Kim, I don't know. But he called me the feminist. Well, Kim Kim Santo just said no. Some women are just assholes. Period. <laughs> oh yeah, there are. Yeah, I don't know. I might be one of them. I don't know. <laughs> no, see, I I don't. You don't strike me that way. You not at all. Not at all. Yeah, I can, I can, you know, it's so funny because when I was younger, I was just so scared and shy and I, you know, I was very, I was a yes woman or yes girl, I should say. And, you know, I did everything and I just didn't, I never wanted to piss anyone off. And at some point I just got sick of it and I'm just like, you know what? I'm tired of people. (laughs) So, you know, I'm kind of outspoken and sometimes a little too honest to the point where I'm blunt. Um. That's fine but, though. You know. But that's I can respect Blunt. I know where that stops. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean at at times I I'm either too honest and too blunt or I just keep my mouth shut. And, <laughs> you know. <laughs> just shut up. Just shut up. So, just, yep. You know, but so, um yeah, I'm definitely I'm not a f I'm not like a feminist. I'm not like down to men and ugh. I just I'm not like that. You're not down. I, I don't like the double <laughs> st- standards either. Like you know what I mean? Just you're not down I don't, on men? I don't think... <laughs> you're not missing no, the joke. It's, you're, not, you're missing I, the I, joke. Are you down on men? 
Am I down on that? No. God, no. no. <laughs> it's a, it's Anything, a, they're down on me. Down, wow, <laughs> there we go. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> Sorry, we're getting a little blue with the No, material. that's fine. That's what I was trying. I was like, if I keep throwing softballs, she's going to hit one of them. Yeah I, uh, yeah, I take a little time, but when I catch on, there you go. I'm there. So you know what we do? Let's all catch up. Let's take our second break. When we come back, <laughs> I'm going to play a game with Jacqueline London, and you are going to play directly against my listening audience, and I'll oh, explain geez. that. I'm going to explain that when we come back. You are listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. Are you seasonally depressed? If so, CSUN Depressitol may be right for you. Millions are already taking CSUN Depressitol. Some people have had changes in behavior, hostility, agitation, anxiety, anger, constipation, excessive gas, and vomiting. If taking CSUN Depressitol has any of the aforementioned effects, stop taking it immediately. Get on a plane, buy a sun lamp, yell at strangers. Good luck. It's going to be a long one. This is Katie Grady, and uh, Wednesday nights when there's nothing on Bravo, I listen to radio irregardless. Because when there's nothing on Bravo, there's nothing on TV. So I might as well be on the radio. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scully. And still on the phone line <laughs> is Jacqueline London. And again, you can free stalk mm-hmm. her on Twitter. She's at Jacqueline, <laughs> J-A-C underscore L-E-N-E. She's on Facebook at Jacqueline. Instagram, follow her on Instagram, and then she'll follow you. She's at... Oh, no, 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 don't say that. I won't follow you back. You don't follow I you actually us. have it... <laughs> specifically say it in my thing i don't follow for a follow i don't follow for a follow i follow you if you're interesting (laughs) enough she's at scarlet s-k-a-r-l-e-t-t underscore 8462 and definitely check out her imdb page she's at jacqueline london j-a-c-l-e-n-e london like the town london (laughs) so there you go so here's the thing. Now I'm I I am new to Instagram, and I only have it because of the the comedy festival, the Salem Comedy Experience mm-hmm. Festival. So I don't personally have an Instagram. I don't see the need for it. But a ton of people, and I got to say your age because you're like the generation. You're, I got ten years on you, easy. Probably I I, I, got, I probably got closer <laughs> to fifteen or twenty on you. Realistically, I got probably twenty five on you. But anyway, well, we're never go through it. But. No, you're on the you're on the Instagram, and you post a lot of pictures. And you've done this. I've seen you in the video that you're in. You did a music video. It was in the 20s. You kind of lean towards that that Betty Boop, that 20s, mm-hmm. that flapper kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And you and yeah. you dress up. You got all your makeup and stuff. That and I got to be honest, you guys, right now, follow her and go to the IMDb site and just you know Skype her because she's a hot little number. And I'll say that I can say that. <laughs> I can say I feel oh, perfectly comfortable in my size. My wife is on the other side of the country right now, so it's, <laughs> and it's just me and the cat, so it's fine. So, but yeah, and you dress up, you with Betty Boop, and you do the whole boop boopy doop thing, and <laughs> and so is that a big thing for you? Because you you like well, your 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 Instagram is Scarlet. Yeah, um, well, that's that's a play on Scarlet O'Hara because she's one of my favorite characters. Um, so, but I just modernized the spelling with the K. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dressing up um, as characters was 
basically the first reason why I wanted to be an actress. That was like my first, you know, sign that I was I wanted to be a performer. I would <laughs> dress up and pretend I was, you know, Disney princesses or Catwoman and and stuff like that. So um so yeah, and like I'm basically like a big kid who dresses up. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> you did dress up as Catwoman. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I do all the time as much as I can. It's, I got a whole bowl of milk over here. It's just, it's it's almond milk, so it's not the same. That's like the most unattractive. Hey, I got a big I got a big saucer of milk for you. It's it's almond milk. It's like, just ruin the moment. Never tried it. it ruin the moment. Never tried almond milk. It's good. It's good. I like it? it. I yeah, I like it better than real milk. I don't I don't like milk. It's just it, to me it's like what hipsters drink. I don't know. No, no, it's that's a negative thing. You're thinking of like rice milk and rice he, milk. Hemp milk. Yeah, they drink hemp milk, milk out of hemp. Is oh. there such a thing or did you just make that up? No, there's rice milk. It's made out of, yeah, it's rice milk. Really? There's rice milk, almond milk, there's uh Hemp milk. Because we were actually talking about milk. Yeah, Google it right now. <laughs> you know a lot about milk. Almond milk is helping to kill the bees. Oh my God, Jason! Oh, Jason jumps on, and that's the f- you jump on, and that's the first friggin' thing you say. You know, some I don't want to deal with these people. I'll let you deal with them. <laughs> Here's what I'm gonna do. Now I bring up the whole Betty Boop and the whole classic and stuff like that because I'm gonna play a game with you, and I wrote it today. I worked super hard on it. it took me like mm-hmm. two hours to do. Super love it. We are gonna play a game. Now I have two different intros, but I like this one better. We're gonna play classic. Hey, where's the drums? We're going to play classic, everybody. Now, this is a game where... Now, we've played similar games like this in the past, where I tell you a quote, and you have to guess who said the quote. But these are very specific for Ms. Jacqueline London. Now, these are classic movies, and they're classic starlets. And and that's not sexist. That's completely fine. Classic starlets from the 30s, 40s, and even 50s, I think. Oh, even 60s, I think. Yes. Ooh. We can go up to that. So we're going to play a little classic. So here's the thing, Jacqueline. Now, you and I are speaking via the phone, which mm-hmm. means we're speaking almost instantaneously. Now, the <laughs> listeners, which I'm sure that you've already noticed, have an internet delay. It could be anywhere from a three to an eight-second delay. So mm-hmm. your advantage is that you are faster and hearing things, but their advantage is there's more of them than of you. Yeah, and then, you know, my mind doesn't work as quick either, so well, they have that advantage for it, me. It, it could work out. So we have 10, we have 10 questions, and these uh-huh. are all classic movies, classic lines from classic starlets. Here's the first one. Listening audience, crack your knuckles. Jacqueline, here we go. Here's the first one. Famous quote. You know how to whistle, don't you, Steve? That's Lauren Bacall. You ju- <laughs> I didn't even finish it. I didn't even finish it. Put your gotta- lips together and blow. But you got to tell me the movie and who said it. Yeah, so Lauren Bacall. Yes. And that is The Big Sleep, I believe. No. Correct? No. Is it The Big Sleep? No. It's not The Big Sleep? No, it's not. But it is Lauren Bacall, and I think, well, I'm going to give you that one anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and here's the actual quote. Here it is. You know how to whistle, don't you, Steve? You just put your lips together and blow. Yeah. (laughs) 
Not Casablanca. It's not. It's from the movie. No, I know it's not Casablanca. To have I thought it was the big to, It's to have and have not. Oh God. oh, God. Okay, okay. Yes. All right. So that's one for you so far. Beat the audience super fast. You said you weren't <laughs> going to do it. It's going to kill it. Now, please, oh, we'll as a respect for the host, let me get the whole quote out. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. Here we go. Number two. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Gloria Swanson in Sunset Boulevard. Oh, my goodness. And because you got that right, how about this one? <laughs> there you go. That's two, and you got them. You got them all right. Boom! Look at that. The audience is going to be decimated by you tonight, <laughs> and the audience deserves a good spanking because they're very filthy on the line tonight. How about this one? Oh, and I'll play. Uh, you know something? I play because I downloaded them. I'll play it. Okay, right, Mr. Demille, I'm ready for my close-up. There we go. <laughs> How about this one? What a dump! That is Betty Davis and All About Eve. Wait, no, it's not All About Eve. You're right. Oh, crap. Is it All About Eve? Nope. What's a dump? Betty Davis. It is Betty Davis. What's the movie? Crap. <laughs> I don't even think. The audience <laughs> is not even close. They're writing like Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> no. First of all, Robin Williams is not a woman, and it's not a classic, <laughs> which I, that was the parameters of the show. <laughs> oh, <sighs> what a dump. Oh, oh, my God. What is the movie? I, I can't really say that I got these if I don't have the movie. No. How about it's this is it? What a dump. What a dump. <laughs> ah, goodness. I don't know the movie, though. How about if I started it and said beyond the I don't know. forest? Beyond the forest is where it's Oh, at. okay. But it doesn't matter because you still one. kill it. How about this one? I want to be alone. That is Greta Garbo in, oh, I don't know the movie. I've actually never seen a Garbo film before, so. <laughs> but you know something? I've yet. They're not going to get I've this one either. <laughs> is it? Uh, all right, never mind. Grand, I only know one of her films. It's Grand Hotel. I want, it, okay. I want to be alone. And I knew that from Bugs Bunny. But you got that one right. That's classic you. <laughs> That's classic. What is it? That's classic you. So it's Grand Hotel. How about this one? Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. That is Betty Davis and All About Eve. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. That is correct. <laughs> I love her. I love that's from a cartoon. That's from Red Hot Mama, by the way. Mm-hmm. Betty Boop talking about getting, you know. <laughs> anyway, she's gonna get in trouble. Oh my! Have you ever seen those old Max um, Fletcher? Oh yeah, cartoons. Oh my god! Oh my god, yeah. they're filthy. <laughs> they were a lot of them were filthy. Cartoons. Oh. Were, the cartoons they showed in theaters were never meant for children. Yeah. Yeah. They were it's, just cartoons yeah, and they were adults, but adults went to the movies. Kids didn't mm-hmm. go to the movies. Kids never did. Kids were out there playing with a stick and a and a hoop and a and yep. a can and a can that had the, the lid still attached to it. Anyway. <laughs> there was nothing. Yeah. And we had nothing with a stick and a in a and a wheel and we liked that stick and wheel <laughs> and we had nothing. 
Let's just keep moving because we were doing Sorry. so well. How about this? How about this one? Whoever you are, I've always depended on the kindness of strangers. That is Vivian Lee in A Streetcar Named Desire. Oh, my. One of my favorite actresses. My goodness. That's, That's classic you. That's classic you. There we go. Yes. Yes. And also a role I would absolutely love to play one it's, day. It's, uh, what is it, Tex, uh, it was a Tennessee Williams? Tennessee, not Tex Avery. Tex Avery. It was Tennessee. It was, no, Tennessee Williams. It, it, was, yeah. uh, it was Tex Williams and it was Tennessee Avery. <laughs> All right. Yep. How about this one? I should come up sometimes. See me. That's Mae West. Yeah. And, oh, is, is it She Done Him Wrong? Oh, my God. What is happening? That's classic <laughs> you. She's killing it. Audience, you have not scored a single one. <laughs> you suck. The audience is sucking tonight. And we're moving around so fast. Let's see. Uh, uh, okay. Oh, this one's, this one's perfect. Hello, gorgeous. Wait, do that again? Hello, gorgeous. Hello, gorgeous. Oh, that's uh, Barbara Streisand and Hello, Dolly. No. Is it Hello, Dolly? It's not Hello, Dolly. Well, I'm not a Streisand fan, so I can't really. <laughs> um, not sure of the movie. I just know it's it's her. What would you consider me being a comic? What? What, mm -hmm. what am I? If I was if I was a comic, what would I be? Uh, <laughs> all right, let's, I can't say. All right, <laughs> how about this? If before you became a woman, you were a man. Oh, Chris got it with funny girl. You lost oh, I was one. Say man, I thought you were talking about that. No, oh, it's Barbara Streisand and funny girl. Oh, that's uh, why I, I've never actually seen Barbara. I don't. I'm not a fan of hers, and I know I'm going to get like crucified for that. No, my God. See, I wasn't a big Barbara Streisand fan later, but I saw Hello, Dolly, and I thought it was really good. What's What's Funny Face, then? Uh, funny I don't Face know. is Audrey Hepburn. What is it? That's Audrey Hepburn. Was it Funny, funny, was is funny Face? Is Audrey Hepburn. Oh, my funny God. Funny Face, yeah. Oh, Audrey Hepburn is so goddamn good looking. She, oh. I didn't, I've never really got, like, I, I just recently started getting into, um, Audrey Hepburn, like, but I don't. Oh. Again, I don't see what the big deal is with her either. What? Um, Breakfast I at don't. Tiffany's hot. I like. I loved Breakfast at Tiffany's, and she's That's gettable. My, she's gettable. Yes. That's what it is. She is, and I shouldn't maybe. say gettable. She's, I don't know. I think she's attainable. She's a little too nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think she's. I don't know. Maybe she's just a little too nice for my taste. I don't know. She's no. She she's not. She's got a little. She plays a, sometimes a little dumb and sometimes a little innocent and sometimes a little sweet. But she is not all the way sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Know, maybe I just have to see more of her stuff. Yeah. Uh, to kind of see, because I usually buy into the hype of all the classic. You know the legends like Marilyn and, and James Dean and stuff, but Audrey, I just started getting into, and I didn't really actually consider really liking her until I saw Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, um, well, I wish I wish I, I wish I got into Audrey Hepburn. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, the filth. This one's tricky. <laughs> Yes, life is a banquet, and most poor suckers are starving to death. Now, come on, Agnes, live. <laughs> Life is a banquet, is that, and most poor suckers well, are starving to death. 
That's Rosalind Russell, and is it Mame? Full answer. Mame? No, it's Rosalind Russell, isn't it? It is Rosalind Russell, but it's not. It's not just Mame. What would you call your mother's sister? Auntie Mame. There Auntie you Mame. go, Auntie 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 Mame. There we go. You know something? I haven't played any incorrect ones yet. <laughs> oh wait a minute! I gotta play one because you did you did get one because my brother got uh, he got a funny girl. So I have to play mm-hmm. you this one. For the wrong things you've done, you'll have to go back and correct every one. <laughs> For the wrong thing you've done, you have to go back and correct every one. Now, this is the last one. So you've only, and Paul got it. Marissa Tomei, Jerry. It's like if someone had set me up 50 years ago with Audrey Hepburn. (laughs) Here we go. This one's tricky. I'm a man. Well, nobody's perfect. That's from one of my favorite movies of all time. Some (laughs) like it hot. And technically, that's you're trying to trick me. It's Jacqueline and Jurek as a woman. But you don't understand, Osgood. Oh, I'm a man. Well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> That's why I ended on that one because it's oh. because it's a classic movie. He kind of dressed as a woman, so it worked out. <laughs> it all worked out. So let me oh. do this. Uh, let me do this. Let's take our third and final break. I'm going to tabulate all the scores. I'm going to see who won that particular game. Not a real shock. It shouldn't take that long, but <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scully. And still on the phone line, (laughs) Jacqueline London, actress extraordinaire. She's on Twitter, Facebook at J-A-C underscore lean l-e-n-e she's on instagram at at scarlet s-k-a-r-l-e-t-t underscore 8462 and find her on the internet movie database as jacqueline <laughs> london so i tabulated the scores but you got nine correct which oh. means you win So, what do I get? Nothing. You win. That's all you get. You you get to say you won. Oh, God. Well, yeah. You know something? The audience, but the audience has not lost that bad in a long time. And you just, like, you're cutting me off in the middle of it, which was awesome. (laughs) They're like, oh. Yeah, it's more, you know recognizing the voices too as well so i wouldn't give myself that much credit uh, <laughs> no, are you kidding me that was like awesome 
That was totally awesome. The audience is barely getting. Yeah, you were overdue for a loss. You were the audience. <laughs> but yeah, you weren't even. You just getting the quotes, which was awesome. So, so Jacqueline, before we let you go, uh, here's what I want to do. I want to ask you the question I ask of all my guests. Please, mm-hmm. if you would, tell us about your first time, your best time, and your worst time. Uh, my first time on stage. Well, the first time I was ever on stage was when I was when I danced when I was like four or five. But that I wouldn't really count that because I don't even remember. But my first acting, the first time I was ever acting, I didn't do that until I was like fifteen, sixteen, because I was so self conscious. And I, <laughs> like I said, I went to performing arts high school, and you know it was a requirement to be in a play, and we did. Oh, it was so bad. It was an original thing that we the students wrote called the journey and it was about immigration and, and stuff like that and i played a really nasty like prejudiced custom official it was just so bad <laughs> it was so bad <laughs> but i remember um i remember like the other students who came were like people in my other classes like my math classes and one of my friends who was like a vocal major I was, he was like in the front row and I heard him like whisper to someone who was sitting next to him. He's like, oh my God, she's such a bitch in this. And it made me feel good. So I was like, I guess I did something right. (laughs) But that was like my first time ever performing on stage. And oh God, it was just, yeah, the prep, especially like beforehand. Because I used to, I used to be really bad before going on stage. I used to like actually throw up sometimes (laughs) before going on stage. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've gotten better, um, but I still have like panic attacks every once in a while before oh. I, I go on stage. But then when when I'm on it though, like I'm fine. It's weird. I wouldn't have it's even so thought weird. that. Yeah, I always you know get nervous, and I'm always even before I'm doing like a Christmas carol or like witchcraft ghost experience, I'm like shaking my hands and like you know rehearsing the reciting the lines in my head, even though like I know them by heart. But you know, you never know. Something could always go wrong. Let's put all that down about your nervousness. <laughs> Tell us about your best time. Well, hold on. Paul said, "Sounds like me doing stand up." Panic would have said it. <laughs> yeah. Well, stand up is totally. I mean, I have I have so much respect for everyone, including you, who does stand up because that's something I could never ever do. I bet you could. No. Yeah. I, bet I mean, you could. I I just no. There's no way. That's the most terrifying thing ever to me, and I have so much respect for stand up comedians. Well, I appreciate that. But it's not about me. It's about you. Tell us about your best time. My best time was um, performing at American Academy when we had to do our exam plays. Um, I did Five Women Wearing the Same Dress, which is actually written by Alan Ball. It's a play that he wrote, who wrote Six Feet Under, which is like my favorite show, and um, American Beauty. And um, it was so funny because at first I didn't like the part when I read it. And then it turned out to be, like, my favorite role to date. It just, I was there, and I was totally, it's like what every actor strives for in a performance. You're just there, you're present, the lines just come out, and you mean everything. And, you know, not only that, I was just, I was just in it. I was just totally in it and present. And, mm. you know, I was doing things on stage that I wasn't doing in rehearsals, and people were laughing. And afterwards, I had people coming up to me who didn't even see the performance and they were like complimenting it. They're like, yeah, I heard you were great in that. Everyone's talking about it. So <laughs> it was my, definitely my proudest moment. And it was, it was so funny cause it's not, it was totally different from what I'm used to playing. Cause I'm used to playing like <laughs> slutty roles. 
but <laughs> the bimbo and the bitch and she was kind of a, like she was a bitch but she wasn't like what I'm used to playing but yeah it was it was different she was kind of more like a tomboy mm. it was definitely my best moment on stage I was very proud of it nice now that you've shared with us your first time and your <laughs> best time, now you have to now you have to enlighten us with your worst oh, time. Yeah. Well, um that was actually at work at um doing the witchcraft and ghost experience. <laughs> and that was my first year doing it. It was actually my first week doing it. Um and as you know, we have to do the show in pitch black. And there is a part where there's only two actors, and we have to play every role. Yes. And um, <laughs> so there's, a, you know, there's one part where you have to dress up as this monster called the Abamato. And <laughs> luckily, I had a helmet covering my head, so no one could actually see my face when this happened. But, you, you know, you're supposed to run down the plank. And I didn't just run down the plank. I ran off the fucking plank. <laughs> 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 Thank God. I'm just, like, just thankfully there was no one sitting in that row because I would have <laughs> fell right on top of them, and I never would have forgiven myself. Luckily, it was, like, an empty audience that day. <laughs> and I actually, I fell on my back, and I compare it to, like, being a tortoise in the friggin' sun trying to, like, scramble to get up. I could not get up. You can't get off your back. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I remember I actually heard an audience member go, <laughs> an audience member actually went, Aww. <laughs> 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 and somehow they just made it like 10 times worse. It oh, was just, oh God, it was hard. And I had to like scramble to and hurry up to get up and like run off stage because, you know, the other actor has to get on stage and do his thing. Yeah. So I was just, oh my God, it was horrific. And I went home and I cried. I almost quit. I almost quit that night, <laughs> I remember. And I remember, like, one of our co-workers, um, Madison, she was like, oh, that's okay. She's like, that happened to me once. Oh, man. Now I, yeah. I was like, no, you didn't fall off the stage, Madison. She was trying to make me feel better. God love her. But, like, she's like, yeah, I was like, no, you tripped. I'm like, I actually ran off the plank, Madison, <laughs> and into the audience. She's like, oh, yeah, that is pretty bad. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was horrific. And, it, you know, I have to laugh about it or else I'll just... <laughs> I'm yeah. crying like just want to die. <laughs> well, it's it it could have been worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, it could have been like yeah, I couldn't you know not been wearing the helmet and everyone could have actually seen. I mean, there's only two actors in it, but I'm sure I'm, I'm sh pretty sure that like they found out it was me because like I'm so much shorter, <laughs> you know. And I was working with um, a male that night, so you know it's like figure it out. You know, I'm sure they. I'm sure they recognized it was me. So now we have to put all that behind us because now you got. I mean, that'll come up again in October. But you're all a veteran. So are you working on anything right now? You in any plays or any productions or any films or anything? Well, right now I just got um, cast for this new show that a friend of mine wrote um, called "I Am Joan Sullivan." It's going to be performed at uh, the House of the Seven Gables, and I don't know too much about it. Um, it's about an immigrant. An, an Irish immigrant who gets put on trial, and it, it's not—it has nothing to do with the film witch trials because it takes place in 1681 before the witch trials. Mm -hmm. And I play a woman who uh, testifies on her behalf. So I have to—I've yet to get a script yet, but he's sending it next week, and then we go into rehearsals, and then we perform it in May. Wow! So I have that. He wait, um, minute, wait you accepted being in something before you got the script, honey. Please. 
No, seriously. I'm taking anything I can get. See, I just... Yeah, and not only that, it's just to satisfy my, you know, to do something. Yeah, I, have I get to it. Just I get keep it. doing something, you know what I mean? So, I mean, unless it's like, you know, showing my goods and stuff like that, which I, I'm, you know, burlesque. I really don't want to do it. <laughs> well, you're doing burlesque uh, again at schools? <laughs> well, no, no, no. See, the thing with, with the burlesque, though, was that I had never actually, you know, like performed in front of an audience. Those were just classes. You know what I mean? Um, oh. Like, first yeah. of all, they don't dance. See, you've got a style already, like you're an actor and you have style. So... If you, I think you could do it because burlesque is not about, it's not about stripping. It's about telling a story and you don't get naked anyway. That's not the way it happened. Like the feather dance is like the most sexy thing ever. And you never see anything. <laughs> yeah. But like, it, I don't know. I don't know. It, it depends. It, it just, because I've seen all the other girls like go down to the pasties and stuff. And I just don't really have the confidence. To, you know, do that stuff. Um, I mean, and, and it really is like it's it's impressive. Like you know, they always look down at burlesque as like this low form of. But like, I remember watching a documentary on old burlesque dancers, and they were they were really talented women. Oh, of course they were. They were of very talented, were. and um, I think I was a burlesque dancer in my past life. I really, I always say that. No, and, and again, I'm not I'm not putting you in that direction because you got. You know, there's a lot of other things that you do and can do, so it's not mm -hmm. like, well, you know, maybe you should try burlesque. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like well, have you if, tried if juggling? Still, what about a cat? Yeah, if it were still <laughs> like a lucrative profession, I, I would, I might consider actually doing it. Um, well, there's there's know? burlesque and there's stripping. I mean, there's you know, there's two yeah. things, but yeah. there's a lot of money in stripping. I'm not, you know, believe me, and I've seen strippers. <laughs> That earn it, and then and, and I've looked even for my bachelor party, which I said I go. I don't care if I go to a strip club. We went to the Squire, and it was hysterical. Uh, it was hysterical. You went to the Squire of all places. Yeah, because we were going into Boston. It didn't matter. And, and the running joke was, the running joke was, make eye contact with them. They hate that. <laughs> oh God! It's like stop it. Don't look at me. I don't want to be a person. I don't want to be reminded I'm a person. <laughs> but like, I mean. Would they? Would, I mean, how how did they look? At this? Well, I mean, because I heard they weren't. No, very, no, no. They, they were didn't have like the most tip top women was, in there. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like it was cesarean night. Let's just put it that way. I mean, it was still, <laughs> which I've been at. I've been at where like, oh my god, is she re really? But yeah, no, they were. They were still. And my thing is just because you know I'm in the entertainment field. I'm like, you know, sell it. There are people that aren't that attractive, but yet. When you add a layer of performance, and I think Zach, yeah, it makes them attract. Oh yeah, right. Definitely. It's like Zach Galifianakis is not. I wouldn't consider him mm -hmm. a sexy guy, but he is good looking for the fact that he's <laughs> funny. You know, and he's attractive to women because oh, he's yeah. funny. That's that's how my one of my favorite quotes ever is: um, "Looks don't interest me; only talent interests a woman of taste." That's right. And so. that's exactly how I feel. I, I go for talent when it comes to men, but that also gets me in trouble too because <laughs> I usually tend to go for actors who are narcissistic. And, oh, and you know, but they're insecure and but, narcissistic. They're both. Yeah, yeah. But like when I see a guy and he's good at acting, I'm like, oh shit, God. Yeah. It really gets to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, but yeah, you should, I mean, you should see some of the guys that I've been attracted to. And like, even just celebrity crushes, like you'd be really surprised. Like I I had a crush on Jerry Lewis when I was a kid. Uh, well, a lot of people did. The French, the whole French country. The whole country of France. Well, <laughs> we love the Jerry Lewis. They just like love his, love his Oh, we, we love the Jerry Lewis. Can we get some more of this Jerry Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I have, yeah, it's kind of an eccentric taste among, well, it's talent. It really is about talent, but I get what you mean, yeah. Yeah. If they can actually, like, sell it and they put on a good performance, then, you know, you just buy it. No, (laughs) I wasn't, I was just waiting for the end of the sentence. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) that was an awkward question. Sorry, I kind of trailed off. No, that was funny. You know something, here's what we're going to do. We're actually going a little long, but I don't care because we've had a really fun show. And and, and Jacqueline, thank you so much for being part of it. And uh, and again, you got to follow her on Twitter and Facebook. She's at Jack underscore lean. And she's Jacqueline on Facebook. Instagram is Scarlet. That's S K R A R L E T T underscore 8462. And then follow her on the IMDb. Jacqueline London. Thank you so much. Hey, sweetheart, we are probably going to get to work together uh, in a few months anyway, but maybe we'll bump into each other before that. It's yeah, been, it's been so great. I, hopefully I'll see you in October. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We'll definitely do that. All right. We'll Thanks see you soon, honey. Me. Oh, my God. Thank Thanks. you. All right. Have a great night. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Jacqueline London, everyone. So funny. So much fun. So talented. And, you know, I, I bet she's going to start doing, she's probably going to start doing burlesque now. She's going to get that confidence. She'll be like, you know, I, I think I'm going to try it. But you can definitely check her out through those, all the things I mentioned so fun. But we're going a little long, but you know something? That's fine. Let me tell you where I'm going to be this coming week. Tomorrow night, Thursday night, I am off and well-deserved night off. Friday, I'll be doing a fundraiser down at the Ocean Beach Park. That's a real place. Ocean Beach Park in New London, Connecticut. And then Saturday night, going up the opposite side of the world, Johnson Hall in Gardner, Maine. And then, of course, Sunday, we'll be doing our first kickoff of the season for the Salem Spirits Trolley in Salem, Mass. And tickets are still available. Just go to SalemSpiritsTrolley.com, and you can definitely Check us out and do some of that because that's fun and it's a ton of fun. So, guys, if as always, if you want to be a sponsor, guest, leave a question or comment, email the show at radioirregardless at gmail.com. Call the hotline 978-219-9294. Next week, April 26th, 26th <laughs> my guest will be Kristen Carnes, very funny comedian out of the Boston area. Hey, guys, we'll see you next week. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2017. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello.